Hey, hey y'all, welcome, welcome to, to the Click Podcast. Podcast. Guess who's back? I'm back. (laughs) 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 Guys, it wouldn't play. It was so so corny. It took a second, but y'all, it's Leah Nasser here to bring you the breaking (laughs) slang, eating, reading news. I know that's right. Yeah. Yeah, And I'm back off my hiatus, but I'm here to let you know that the Click Podcast is the number one podcast in America. (laughs) Don't be spreading lies. (laughs) Africa, <laughs> everywhere. We international, baby. Back and better than yes. ever. ever. All oh together, my. the gang's all here. I'm so happy our number one fame monster stand is back. Oh my yes. god! <laughs> Put um, your hands up, everybody. Better be jumping. <laughs> okay. Okay. So today we have a very special show for you guys. We're going yes. into depth with these two exciting ass topics. First up, we're going to go into Swarm, the um, Amazon Prime series that is supposedly not fiction and based off real events. So that's going to be gone on, sorry, excuse me, by (laughs) Kaylee and Leah and me and Martin are going to be moderating that. And then on our topic, we're going to be talking about Girl, turn the ring Sorry. off. Oh my God. <laughs> We're going to be talking Sorry. about the Taylor Swift era's concert tour, reactions, fashion, you know, records being broken. And Kaylee and Leah are going to be moderating that. So yeah. let's get into it with this swarm topic. Let's hear it, ladies. Yes. Okay. So first and foremost, I just wanted to start off with the plot so we have like a little bit of insight mm-hmm. right into the show. So essentially the whole thing um, after a tragic accident leaves her, the main character, Dre, alone in the world. Dre dissolves a taste for murder and drives across the country to be closer to the object of her affection the pop star Nija an obvious stand-in for Beyonce mm-hmm. many of the events depicted in the show from pop culture scandals involving star-studded elevator brawls you already know with Solange mm, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to splashy rip from the headline murders are based on true events that took place in the 2010s Ooh, guys, I'm excited about this you know why because I saw the first episode and it was good it was very gritty it was giving Gritty. psychological the thriller. It yeah, <laughs> it was. And I was watching it and it was like, very tense. Like every time I was like, like when I was sitting and going through the whole 40 minutes, I was like, oh my God, I feel like something bad is about to happen. Oh, oh you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Eerie as it was very like scary yeah. euphoria. And the fact that it was shot on film definitely. That's why. Oh, that's that. why. Yeah, 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 euphoria. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah. No, because yeah. I was like, wait, this is a little grainy, but yes. I fuck with it. Yeah. 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 Oh, like, okay. It was a like, big it adds element. The ominousness. Yeah. Like, this is some scurry shit. It's so scary. (laughs) Okay, but so you guys, now when it comes to, you know, Swarm, obviously there's like, there's an obvious message behind the series and it's about stan culture. Mm -hmm. And we all know that like, you know, we know how huge stan culture is now, especially due to social media. You can't really go through a place like Twitter without seeing a bunch Mm -hmm. of different stan accounts, you know, and fan pages. Yeah, so... You know, it it begs the question as to whether stan culture now is worse than it used to be due to the advent of social media Mm -hmm. and how toxic or how far stan culture can go, especially when it comes to like mega stars and like the parasocial relationships that are created between people who are fans of the stars and then the celebrities themselves. Right. So, you know, you guys, (laughs) we got we got um, a couple of questions for you because mm-hmm. first of all I want to get into the the fun question first okay because I just I'm just curious has anyone here had a stan account <laughs> no. no oh my gosh yes yeah no, 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 
and for what? Oh my god. On what? I mean. Expose myself. What's the at? Drop the at. Oh gosh, I'm not dropping the ad. <laughs> no, from middle school, just like discovering myself as a middle, like a young adolescent mm-hmm. and whatnot. Obviously, y'all know I love some RuPaul's Drag Race. <gasps> yes. And, uh, so yes. Literally, I have like a 2,000 follower account still. That oh my I are you serious? Yeah, like where I used to make. That's how I learned how to make graphics and whatnot. Like, um, because obviously drag is such a very mm-hmm. creative like platform. Oh, and whatnot. Right, yeah. So oh my gosh, I would learn yes. how to make photo edits and graphics from that. Started off real rough, y'all, but. <laughs> Oh my god! I got involved in the community there, you know, obviously like very like silently whatnot. And then Mm -hmm. as I've gotten older, I've learned to accept myself and whatnot. And I Mm -hmm. obviously still have the account. So (laughs) when's the last post? Wow! Last post is probably like last summer, probably. Oh Oh, really? Wait, that's so. Wait, is it for like the whole RuPaul's Drag Race, or is it for like a specific queen? So like. I would use the account for like multiple things, like obviously interacting with different fans and whatnot. I'd have like, I still to this day have like online friend groups and whatnot because mm. of that and whatnot and the stand <gasps> culture so and whatnot. But you know, different, um, making edit, like graphics mm-hmm. and edits, fact pages and whatnot, oh, wow. resharing oh, yeah. and whatnot. And That's like, cool. I even interacted with some of the queens from the show. So, <gasps> so, no! Are you serious? Yeah, social media, correct. Oh my God. Oh my God. Wow. So, okay. In this yeah. instance, it's a positive thing. Right. See, that's no, like the po- more positive exactly. side of it. I just to say that. Yeah, yeah like, definitely. Devil's Advocate, like, there's definitely sweet. a positive yeah. aspect to it too because now mm-hmm. like, you get to interact like, with your faves. Like, they know who you is. Like, yeah. Yes, which is but, nice. Yeah. And it's not it really is, like, you know, making a negative impact in your life at all. In fact, it's making it more fun. Yeah. Like if you get no, to talk yeah, to the exactly. queens that you yeah. watch on TV, like yeah. that's cool. Right. I would only say I feel like it becomes negative as soon as like, like I said, the parasocial relationships come in, and then yeah. it turns from like a fun hobby to an mm-hmm. obsession. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, exactly. which we saw on the show. Yes, right. Which exactly. is exactly what's depicted in the show. Like we can see with the main character, um, we can see how it like kind of starts to die from just being, you know. Oh my god! Like I love like Nija, and she's like my favorite, mm-hmm, my favorite yeah. artist. And we slowly start seeing her become really angry and combative when people say like Anything. she's just a celebrity, yeah. you know. So she's you can say there's person. a more right, yeah, like a is. more unhealthy obsession on her end, right? Which is, I think that's what they're trying to portray, especially like now, you guys like. This is the the cool side. Like Martin's side is like the cool side mm-hmm. of the stand culture and online mm-hmm. stand like be- right. uh, activities, you know, on Twitter and stuff like that. But like, there's also this crazy obsessive side where right. it comes to like doxing people, harassing people, yeah. stalking, stalking, like, yeah. or even like harassing the celebrities themselves mm-hmm. if they right. don't fulfill this fantasy right. that you've created of them. Never meet your, your heroes, guys. They will not live up to your they expectations. They won't. Yeah, we they we have you know these really rose tinted glasses view oh, of yeah. celebrities, but then you know you meet them and then you're upset that they're not the person you created in your head. Yeah, which exactly. is really unhealthy. So, Definitely. okay, we have another question for you guys. Um, just uh, one more question before I let my girl Haley. St- I mean, Kaylee. <laughs> That's okay. the second time today that Leah has called Kaylee <laughs> Haley. Oh guys, my God. It's accidente. I promise. Embarrassing. I've yeah. done this my entire life you're and cut. nobody believes me <laughs> that I have a you're problem. Cut. No. <laughs> Exit. Kaylee, I owe you my first child for my apology. I'll take you up on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, but being so real, um, let me see, girl. Okay, so I have another question for you guys, all right? Mm-hmm. So do you think that due to the advent of social media that stand culture has become more toxic over time? Or do you think the advent of social media has created an avenue for fans to vent so that it made it at least, like, at least tamed the obsession 
of a lot of stands or fans of celebrities. Kaylee, go. Personally, I feel like that's subjective, honestly, because we've seen like the positives, like for example, mm-hmm. like, you know, Martin, like, you know, the opportunities, like, you know, that can bring in. But with Swarm, we've also kind of seen like the negatives that can mm-hmm. bring in too. And I feel like a big part of this discussion honestly has to do with COVID and the fact that a lot mm-hmm. of young, mm-hmm. impressionable teens were staying in and creating these parasocial relationships. Because here's the thing, y'all. On Twitter, when you see like these accounts trolling, these are kids. Like, mm-hmm. these are teenagers. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I guess, like, arguably, it would probably be worse now because now there are younger people. Mm-hmm. You know and what well, I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because at first, I feel like, and, you know, don't take this, like, you know, as a fact, but I feel like, you know, in the early 2000s, like, you know, when Stan, you know, from Eminem was first created, like, mm-hmm. these were grown-ass adults. Yeah. Now these are kids. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I kind of think it's worse just because, like, they're younger now and way more impressionable. And this has, like, an effect on their life, like, not only now, but going, like, you know, into adulthood as well. Mm-hmm. So. No, yeah. I could see that, especially because, like, I feel like the fan behavior maybe, like, like we said, we're not 100% sure. We don't have all the stats on this. But fan behavior yeah. in the early 2000s, it's so limited to the access that you have. Especially, mm-hmm. like, like right. if you're a mm-hmm. fan of Hannah Montana and you're, like, 11 yeah. years old, you're there's only so Disney. much. You're watching you're it on Disney. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You have exactly. so much, yeah. only so much access. And there's plus media that you cannot watch as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, your parents are monitoring what you're watching on TV. Mm-hmm. So, as a kid, you're not watching things like Euphoria. Right. right. You're not. But, today, today but nowadays, there's, yeah, yeah so the access to streaming services lets kids who are, like, 12, 13, nine years mm-hmm. old watch like TV no, shows yeah. like Euphoria who they think are marketed towards them but when it's, it's not. actually for adults, adults. right so yeah. that way and then their access to social media it can create like an environment for them where they feel like you know it like you know these people are my friends because when you're exactly, young you don't yeah. have the development to know, understand right? the yeah. difference exactly. you know exactly. versus an adult it might be a form of you know either, either mental illness or it could be mm-hmm. a form of just like obsessive behavior right. that makes you super obsessed over a fan but i feel like it's less well it's it's more um i feel like it's more dangerous as a child because it's like your formative years Mm -hmm. so it's your you know your brain is still soft yeah yeah exactly right exactly martin what did you think you know i think all of those points are extremely important to mention especially with the youth that's a very common theme we've had in our now three episodes of our podcast <laughs> and whatnot, but Hello. obviously because we Hello. are speaking to people of our generation and whatnot, mm-hmm. but also seeing to how we can like have a personal impact in the media that we are consuming and how we can, you know, make it a positive um, effect rather than a negative. Mm-hmm. And that kind of leads into a point that I want to bring up because, mm-hmm. you know, while there is the negatives of like, you know, what like the youth are exposed to in regards to like shows like this and whatnot and how can like kind of be on thin ice. You know, this series was created by Jenny Nabbers and Donald Glover mm-hmm. and even co-written by like big figure like Malia Obama. So how do right. y'all yeah, feel right, about right. the creative and directive team being led predominantly by first and foremost black creatives, yeah. but also individuals of our generation that we can relate to? I'll go first on this one. Mm-hmm. I think that um, I I think it's really cool, first of all, that Malia Obama had a hand in this. <laughs> Shout out to yes. her. Like, <laughs> I didn't even know she was writing. No, literally. Like, that's, and, that was used um, to be. Sorry, Martin, what was the question again? <laughs> oh, how time. do we feel about yeah. do um, we black feel? creators yes. and um, our generation. people of our generation? Yes. I think it's amazing. Like, mm. I think, not to bring it back, but to bring it back to last week's topic of the weekend, mm. there was not the right people on the team to be making that show. Mm. But with a show like this, it is the right team because um, it's more relatable, I guess you would say, for those who are creating it because mm-hmm. they pr- have these experiences that people on the idol more likely than not did not have. At Nobody's all. being yeah. told to shove an egg, you know, who knows where 
on set, like Out of who touch. was making up this storyline yeah. versus this. This was a true event. It was not fiction. Yeah. So I think that when there's creatives that know the story from personal experience, right. it only makes the um, production richer and more interesting to like, you know, give your thoughts on and do research on far beyond just watching the show. Right. Speak on it. Yeah, that's my yeah, Meyer. So go Meyer. <laughs> Okay, the thing is, ahead. though, guys, is this really like? I, is this really based on a true story? Yes, yes. Or, it is. Oh, really? It is. I mean, like some is dramatized. Like, yeah, you know, oh, of course. Well, you know, but I thought they were joking like, about that. Base. No. Oh, yeah, they're being true. real. Yes, oh my true. god. True events. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But Maya, to add to your point, and y'all, don't attack me for real, because I do think that like they did like a good job of like you know incorporating stand culture and opening up mm-hmm. a bigger discussion. But in my opinion, I feel like they didn't really dive deep into stand culture and kind of like why they are the way they mm-hmm. are and like the effects that they have. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. here's my thing with the show. I feel like, of course, like Dre is a stand. She was killing people for Niger. Like, you know, that's not OK. But like, you know, at the same time, too, she just lost her foster sister, Chloe Bailey. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She wasn't killing people before then. She was killing people after. So she snapped and then she started, you know, using that as an excuse to cope with her trauma. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I feel like in that sense, they didn't really talk about stand culture and the dangerous effects that it has, but more so just kind of like just the actions mm-hmm. only. So it just right. wasn't super deep to me. Yeah, because like, yeah, cause, like the behavior, like did she more. kill her because of Nigel or did she kill her because her sister, I mean, kill her, kill him because of, right. well, no spoiler, sorry y'all. Yeah, sorry I hope you y'all. watched it already. But, like did we'll she kill the, the, what was his name, Khalid? Yeah. Did she kill him because he was the reason because why he her foster sister killed herself? Yeah, Nigel or because yeah. of yeah, because it kind of throws you off. Because it's just supposed to be out Nija. It's not yeah. like really obsessive Which fan behavior. Also, it's more of like right. a heartbroken person, right? You Even know? if you guys have not watched the first episode, Marissa Jackson, there was a false article, supposedly false article that came out during the time that Marissa Jackson killed herself because um, Jay Z had cheated supposedly, allegedly, on Beyonce when Lemonade came out, and that like set it off for her. But described in the show. Marissa is not the big fan as Dre is, right. and no, so it, it's more perceived as Marissa killed herself because Dre, or Khalid cheated on her, which is what right. I, it yeah. was. Because if you think so, about it, she he cheated on her. Yeah, the article then she was, was fake contacting. In right. Yeah, exactly. She was contacting um, Dre constantly, mm-hmm. asking for her to respond to the Dre phone. Because Dre was right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Dre was right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and you know she killed herself probably from the heartbreak yeah. and then yeah. everything in her life kind of was crumbling down so probably the misery mm-hmm. but yeah. I, what does that have to do with nausea did nothing it was probably really. both yeah and yeah. that's kind of like where the disconnect for me came from because like i said it opened up mm-hmm. having this discussion which i'm glad that we're having mm-hmm. but it didn't really dive deep right. into, into it, it. Right. it could have like really like broken that barrier mm-hmm. and like you know explored more of these topics you know i'm still glad that like you know again mm-hmm. like they had it's it, there but, yeah but right just wasn't super good. because i feel like also i mean i know this is based off a true story yeah. but a majority of like fan culture is like i mean m- like murdering for you know your obsession is not very common i feel like the more common thing is like to do crazy things like stalk, dogs stalk, break into their harass, house break into their yeah, house right. those are more things that are realistic and it's more things that would make people like reflect and be like oh, mm-hmm. this is crazy yeah. I'm like am i on the road to this but like if you see murder it's so outrageous that yeah. your mind doesn't even comprehend that that could be you Right. Or, like, you could be in this position where you're too obsessive to that point. Right. So people kind of just dismiss it as a TV show. Mm-hmm. So if you really want to yeah. put the message out there, 
there might have been a better way to approach it. But yeah. for entertainment purposes, I'm gonna be real. It's good. No, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's much more interesting that way. Especially if you like, you know, true crime girlies. You know, you know, we like a lot of uh, thrills, but like, you know, we also like real like you know you know true crime is always based on true stories so if this is really based off a true story it's very interesting to like delve into that because it's very much so pop culture but yeah continue um i mean that was pretty much it i just kind of want to give my dissenting opinion because i know like, we're all saying like you know it's about like you know toxic mm-hmm. stand culture i just kind of like disagreed a little bit mm-hmm. yeah. but um that kind of like leads me into my next question why is stand culture like so toxic especially mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. now in today's day and age 2020 yeah what do you guys think martin I mean, we've talked about this as well in yeah. previous episodes, but, you know, fans think that just because they have a personal, you know, connection or relationship in their head to <laughs> yeah. you know, major right. celebrities and artists and whatnot, they think that they are untouchable and that they can say, do, think whatever they want and produce whatever opinion they want yeah. without some sort of repercussion. And at the end of the day, like, these are real people, mm-hmm. like, no matter how grand the scale is. So... I think like stand culture in general in the wrong hands it can be extremely dangerous mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. why we need to like hold other people accountable via social media via like word of mouth whatever to hold everyone else accountable because you know people will not will just be excessively inappropriate or irresponsible yeah definitely. but that also begs the question you guys like is it the fault of the individual for being an obsessive fan or is it a fault of the entertainment industry for kind of encouraging this kind of relationship to make money because if you think about it like a a lot of industries like i mean a lot of industries like movies tv shows music especially because music musicians usually have like a more closer personal connection to their fans rather than like actors or other types of artists and like even if we see like in k-pop like stand culture there's a very strong connection between the fans and the the, the k-pop army. idols yeah, yeah because like there's a lot of ways that these companies will promote parasocial mm-hmm. relationships by being like oh like talk to yeah. your fans like they like mm-hmm. you guys know each other right. you know giveaway when this possibly go meet them, meet them like, yeah like, and like touch their I hand and you know yeah, yeah like, they, there's always things like that that yeah. fosters this mm-hmm. weird like oh my god this this person i know them i i see what he does on social media 24 7 yeah yeah Yeah, like and you know what follow me here walk with these sisters i know (laughs) and brother and And brother okay but like in a way that's low-key like a form of pr earned media is what we're mm-hmm. freaking learning about right now no, like, literally, yeah. literally yes make these pages because that way the label doesn't have to do it you just yeah have there's no the connection they are your pr so now some legality exactly. problems mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly so they have the stance to do these things so yeah like what you were saying just kind of like adding to that like yeah, yeah. It's yeah. very useful to make money. No, seriously, you know, yeah, like because pe- they're doing all the work for them, and, and they, they know people are going to do it. Fan cams, they're mm-hmm. making edits. They're literally keeping you updated. They're doing the marketing. Yep. They like if you think about it, yeah, earned media. That's PR, and plus, y'all. like you know, you know, guys, the, like really important. I, I always think about this, but like when you're, if you ever feel like you have like a very unhealthy um relationship towards something that you love so for example if you feel like you have this really unhealthy relationship towards like whatever music genre you're into whatever artist you're into ask yourself like what benefit does their does their like team have for you to be this obsessed you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying like if we see in real life we know if you're obsessed with a a, a guy you're attracted to like you have a crush on that's like so abnormal people will listen to you and be like 
girl, you need to tone that down. Like, that's... Uh, it's yeah, given yeah, restraining yeah, order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you, like, can... He, you can, like, actually, like, check people in these circumstances. But yeah. when it comes to, like, people don't check themselves when it comes to artists because they're mm-hmm. so disconnected every day mm-hmm. from these people yeah. that they think that this is not something that's abnormal. Especially when people tell yeah. you, oh, I'm a stan, I've, I bought $300 worth of uh, merchandise and, I, and I've and i made 50 pages dedicated to them. We're like, oh, oh they're, they're really into that person. But we don't think, like... First of all, what does these entertainment, massive entertainment companies benefit Mm -hmm. from having your mental health or your brain tied around one celebrity? And, like, why is that considered normal? Mm -hmm. But it would be abnormal if you knew the person, which actually, if you knew the person... That'd be you actually more yeah, strange. That would sound yeah more like, strange, even though you actually do know yeah. the person. So no, like literally, you know, it's just like I don't know. Those questions are always in my head a little bit. Um, no, any final wrapping thoughts on Swarm? Um, um actually, watch it. Oh, I feel Kaylee like you should watch it because you know, and then make your own decision. But honestly, I I I, I, expl- I tell people like watch the media and then hate on it and then love it. Yeah. You know, whatever you want to do. But watch it first. <laughs> Kaylee? No, exactly. Point blank period. No, um, <laughs> actually, when um, you were talking, that reminded me of this one tweet that I saw. Because, like, stan culture is just, like, so crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, this one Taylor Swift fan, like, who had, like, you know, a fan account. She's like, oh, yeah, like, I'm feeling down. Like, you know, like, possibly, like, like you know, talking about, like, you know. Yeah. Oh, uh-oh. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, and then, girl, why did another Taylor Swift fan account comment under, girl, don't do it. We got to buy some more, like, singles or something <gasps> like that. So That's crazy. Billboard. I'm like, girl. <laughs> what? People are sick. No, because this, you, you see what I mean? Verbatim. Like, when you're doing things like that, things you got to stop far. and think. Like, stop and look in the mirror. She's like, yeah, you can do it after. Become. Just, like, you know, buy the single first. No, literally. <laughs> that Buy the single Stupid. first is crazy. So Martin? Okay, my I thought we were gonna be connected in our point, but my point is completely different. But no, <laughs> I want to give Miss Dominique Fish back her flowers because oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. no, for me, just seeing the little bit of the first episode that I did see from the moment that it starts, you can see how the narrative is told in such a non-traditional way, mm-hmm. right? And how it's told in such in a unique way, it blurs a sense of reality for the viewer just watching it for a short duration of time, the whole series. And, you know, for me personally, like I was watching like a review video is also about uh, Swarm yesterday. Yeah. And, you know, a main point was, you know, you don't really see people of color as like, you know, the serial killer type in a thriller and whatnot. And Mm -hmm. just to see her like and her so talented just to like portray this in a way where it makes me feel uncomfortable watching. Right. It's like realistic. She deserves an Oscar. Realistic. Because I laugh. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Blood. And she's just like eating the pie. (gasps) That was sick dude it's she just crazy. like no it's good because after she murders she'd be hungry sorry what were you saying <laughs> right <laughs> no she'd be hungry right she's like that took a lot of energy like, damn <laughs> like bitch you don't eat before like <laughs> right. before committing she a worked crime. up an appetite no, i gotta know literally though. go ahead no but that was pretty much it for me the moment that i saw that um promotional video with her and billy eilish like i was just like oh, i felt like i was oh, just yeah. zoned in and mm-hmm. i was like oh, for sure. it's worth watching y'all the whole series yes yes Go stream right now. Mm-hmm. okay Amazon Prime. Um, what about you maya in, i agree with all you guys <laughs> I, yes but more importantly why don't speaking we get into right with yes, your speaking little, of stands because this is real life um yeah. what Haley just mentioned about the taylor swift um tweets that was <laughs> fucking insane we're gonna go into yeah. our sep- second topic of taylor swift's eras tour from me and martin's perspective yeah. martin yeah. you can go ahead first 
All right, all my Swifties in Las Vegas. <laughs> First and foremost, Hello. congrats to all y'all that managed to get a ticket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's for tonight or tomorrow. Because you already know about that Ticketmaster match. Yeah. Oof. We went over that in one of our pilot, pilot, pilot episodes. Pilot, pilot, pilot. <laughs> when y'all did it here. Imagine though. Like, right. Okay, let me just run down some background for y'all. Okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. So, first and foremost, this is her sixth headlining tour. Mm-hmm. Her second all-stadium tour since the 2018 Reputation Stadium Tour. And, you know, she's um, this is not any old tour, y'all. She's embarking. Uh, embarking. Embarking. Uh, that's the second time I've done that. <laughs> embarking on the Eras Tour in honor of all of her 10 studio albums, including her newest album, Midnights. And obviously, she didn't tour uh, due to the pandemic for her studio albums, Lover in 2019, Folklore, and Evermore in 2020. So, you know, this is basically her chance, you know, reunite her fans. Like, this is the big, you know, mm-hmm. Taylor Swift Super Comeback. Bowl, y'all, you know. And like I said, it goes through all of her musical eras from her albums, Taylor Swift, Fearless, Speak Now, Red, 1989, Reputation, Lover, Folklore, Evermore, and Now Midnight's 44 songs, y'all, into 10 acts. This concert is essentially Whoa, like, that's what, a lot. Three, oh, two and a half, three and a half hours to up it's to like five a musical. hours. Literally. Wow. You're getting your money's worth. Oh. No, Literally. definitely. No, absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you know, all, with all that Ticketmaster mess, you know, I feel like this is going to be extremely impactful just for the music industry oh, yeah. as a whole. When they say Taylor Swift is the music industry, y'all better put some respect on her name. <laughs> what are we Period. initial thoughts about this uh, Eras tour, y'all? Okay, so first of all, I didn't even know that she was doing all this on the tour. Like, I just what? found it. Yeah. Girl, Girl Eras. Honestly, same. I era really is just like a together. common word yeah, now, Yeah, no, though. I should have known know. that, too. Like, everyone's yeah, just saying like, Era for anything. Era, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. type shit. So, yeah, I didn't know that it, she was actually going to break down each studio album mm-hmm. and pay homage mm-hmm. to herself from each yeah, era. Like, that is great. such a great concept. And I'm glad that, again, like, she's doing this and, like, also still, just, like, staying true to herself mm-hmm. in the present. And that's, you know, reflected not only with the set list, but the fashion looks as well mm-hmm. that was really exciting but i know we're gonna get into that a little bit later so um if i'm being so like realist of the real for real <laughs> um i stopped following like what taylor swift was doing after her red album right if i'm Damn. being realist <laughs> i know that was so no, it was so long ago okay. i know okay. but like if i'm just being real because you know what it is i feel like attachment to her like country girl country girl like persona so that when she like changed to pop girl i was like I don't know. I felt like a disconnect to be real because like I, I like the it, the child in me was like it's yeah. a love story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then when it changed to like you know, look what 22. you made me do or 22, yeah. I just like kind of got over it. But I will say this. Those first couple of albums she released mm-hmm. Game Speak changers now, and yeah. industry changers. Oh, yeah. Who was making country super popular? between all ages like that who was right. bringing Rebo. young kids into <laughs> wait what was reba's song again girl i don't know she a, was a single, single mom mother. who works two jobs <laughs> loves her kids and never stops <laughs> i'm a survivor <laughs> but yeah she was like no but taylor Swift legit was getting like young girls like me into a country i never thought about country when i was like no like girl. nine years it was old. party in the usa no party in the usa day, like, like outside of hannah montana Montana, yeah. Hannah Montana. 
Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. Okay. Outside outside of Hannah Montana, I was I was honestly like barely. But like Taylor Swift was really like I have a lot of nostalgia for her just because of yeah. that. So I like that it's his eras because like I'd be if I actually went, I'd be so excited to see her do like the eras that I grew up with. I feel like that would be just so nice. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, me personally, I with our topic, I feel most interested in the aspect of watching fans who are die hard get a chance to see Taylor and like showing their experience through social media more specifically TikTok and I think it's so interesting how like it's romanticized I guess you would say because they're like I'm buying this outfit I'm going as this era like either midnight or red and like it's really exciting like I almost feel like I'm living vicariously through them and um that's just what I've noticed the most obviously the fashion is a huge part of it Mm. um which we're gonna get into oh slay you know we love fashion so I took the liberty of he did the work (laughs) y'all did the work y'all I found um, an article that actually mm-hmm. um, put side by side in multiple collages the original look from the original um, era in her you know um, music career her yep. 17 year long wow. spotlight mm-hmm. so y'all crazy. but no um, I actually set that up for y'all so if you want to take a look I'm gonna run down each little era from the past and then with the look that she yeah. actually wore in um you know the first show in Glendale in Swift City they renamed it. So right temporarily, temporarily. for that weekend, yeah, and then they changed it back in yeah. Arizona. That is so <laughs> <laughs> nice one, nice one. <laughs> that <Wait>. is so <laughs> Leah, you're freaking loud. No! Okay, Leah, let's go. Because that, that is very right. sorry. That was okay, so okay. okay. That was okay. good. First one, <laughs> go ahead. Here. First look is from Lover. Girl, is it? Yes, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Wait, this reminds bad, me of our Grammy to Granny era. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. okay, sorry. Okay, so first one, we got the Lover era. So on the left, we have her at the 2019 MTV Music Video Awards. On the right, obviously, in Glendale. Mm-hmm. See like, the little uh, synchronization of the guitar. Then we have the Reputation era. On the left, she's performing in Dublin, Ireland, her Reputation tour. On the right, she switched it up, add a little uh, red it. up in here. Got the 1989 era. And then we got the folklore and evermore eras with obviously the aesthetic of the very, you know, whimsical and the very, you know, wooden, you know, features and whatnot. The house, Dorsky. Cottage core, yes. Fearless era with the gold fringe. Favorite. (gasps) Fearless era is my favorite. Favorite. I love it. And Speak Now. Speak Now is very pretty, yes. Oh my God. God, And we got the Speak Now era. Obviously, this gown. We're gonna get into it she later. Should have curled yeah. her yes, hair because for there's this. a lot of to her talk her about for this gown. Curly, oh, so like I want yeah. Side part with the I guitar. And then lastly, we got the red era, the iconic like 22 music oh, video I outfit. outfit. Oh my gosh! No, because um, guys, when I turned 22, I was like, I don't know about you. But I'm feeling 22. What are our thoughts, y'all? Oh, our yeah. thoughts. Go ahead, girl. Favorite outfit. But the fits. Favorite oh, era yeah. that she's like, I guess, gone back and forth with, like then and now, like what you see best. Okay. Mm. So, oh yeah. So, okay. My favorite era, like you know, as an artist for her, mm-hmm. bitch, it was red. I knew you were trouble. <laughs> oh my god. I knew you were that had a chuckle on me, seriously. And like 22 as well. We're never getting back together. All of her singles yeah. for that album. Yeah. yeah they, they went were triple so platinum famous. to yeah. me. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to say that I really 
I think you can see the joy on her face from yeah. being able to sing these songs that mean so much to people yeah. um, from when it first came out to now and the fact that she gets to almost relive and wear these new updated versions of that era I think it's really exciting no, and seriously. my personal favorite is the fearless golden Me one too. that one is beautiful um, I love fearless what do you think Leah uh, Kaylee oh my god Martin. I love fearless as far as looks go <laughs> my favorite is probably the reputation one mm-hmm. and just kind of like how she played on that because y'all I think we're forgetting during that whole era she was called a snake getting her comments flooded talking about oh yeah you're a snake because the whole like Kim and Kanye feud that was like you mm. know going on with them too so the fact that like you know she kind of played on it and like embraced like you know oh yeah I'm mm-hmm. a snake yeah girl I, I even noticed that. that that's a really good point yeah no yeah so I was like okay girl like I see you. I do. And second for me was probably that Versace bodysuit, babe. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Versace, Versace, Versace like mm, mm, Versace. Okay, I would okay. say <laughs> I would say me personally, I've never been very excited about Taylor Swift's fashion being real. Just because I feel like it's very um, I don't feel like it's something that like stays in your head. I feel like it's very temporary. Yeah. Well, well, you know, you're right. yeah. but I felt like her fearless era and her speak now era were very like distinct. Mm-hmm. Meaning, oh, like I love identity. Girl. Yes, like, yes, this is her right? identity. identity. So, like, if I walked into a party dressed like how she did in like. 1989 people won't know that i'm you're wearing something from yeah right that's what it just looks like yeah (laughs) but if i dress like you know if i wear the curly blonde (laughs) wig and then the dress and i walk with a guitar everyone will know immediately i'm taylor swift and i'm a very identity person like i love when people have like an image because i feel like i like the fact that i can associate it with them and they Mm -hmm. can expand on Mm -hmm. that so um yeah i would say like I, I like like the little like fearless and like speak now mm-hmm. outfits like especially fearless because love story and you belong with me are on there which are bangers yes, and <laughs> legendary and like kids will be listening to that forever in the future. yeah yes because who's gonna bring country back like that I mean nobody <laughs> okay so all of y'all basically covered <laughs> Ooh, yeah, all maybe. like the best ones in my opinion you know mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to give the little fashion plugs right now. So, oh, obviously, right, right. I love the Lover Versace bodysuit and Christian Louboutin boots. Oh, yeah. Obviously, I love the Reputation era, Red like Miss yeah. said, <laughs> with the Roberto Cavalli catsuit. Yep. And then Speak Now era, which I feel like if anyone had to choose, I feel like that would be the clear favorite with the um, Nicole and Felicia princess gown and whatnot. But honestly, y'all, y'all are going to, y'all, no one has said this, but my favorite, like, outfit that she wore Honestly, because I feel like not only is it true to her, but I also feel like aesthetically with the cottagecore theme is oh. the folklore um, dress that she wore. Because it's so current. Yes, by oh, Alberta so Ferretti. Cute. The flowing like purple, very like sheer. The and the so. too. Yeah, because I really still associate her that with that kind and of And that's you know, like a vibe. whole thing for artists because they do yeah. want to differ- differentiate. Differentiate. Yeah. You got it. You got <laughs> themselves it. Themselves yeah. from, you know, <laughs> when they were 16. So, yeah. it's no, a yeah, really of course. Big deal. And I like seeing all of this, like, all together because you can see how clearly she has evolved from like you know like you mm-hmm. know all that country star to literally taking over the world no, as literally. being a pop yeah. star being able Billboard, to top 10 in all both 10 genres slots. not that just country crazy. Like, yeah. all yeah. 10 slots is crazy girl you know it was news to me because like i said i haven't followed her since red when i yeah. found out that she's like still so mega popular yeah. i was like wow because that's that's like like over 10 years yeah. of relevancy long a lot of longevity i was like yeah. really surprised and like to maintain that kind of like relevance for that long mm-hmm. she must be doing something right you know Martin? you know what i'm saying 
Niche audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get more into the um the you set know stat set, set list and mm-hmm. stats and um stuff like that. Okay, so let's first of all I'm gonna wanna plug this in right now because this is actually very important with her um just first show in Glendale. Mm-hmm. But y'all, she's breaking records with this tour. This is potentially going to be the highest grossing tour of all time. What? Oh, are you serious? Time. And I'm gonna spit some facts right now. As I always do. <laughs> no, the true. 52 Period. city, you know, tour and whatnot. Wow. This is obviously predicted That's to become crazy. the highest grossing tour of all time. She could uh, possibly accumulate $520 million from this tour solely from the U.S. dates, not going even international, beating out major tours that have grossed uh, millions of dollars, like Ed Sheeran's Divide Tour with $432 million, mm-hmm. Bad Bunny's World's Hottest Tour with $400 million. And she's also broken another record by beating Madonna's record that was set over 30 years ago with for the most attended a female-led con- stadium concert. So Madonna had 63,000 people in attendance at Los Angeles um, and Anaheim Stadium, whereas Taylor had literally 73,000 people in attendance wow. in State Farm Arena Jeez. in Glendale, Arizona, which is literally more than pe- there were people at the Super Bowl. Whoa, Whoa that's su- yeah. okay. So when you compare it to that, out. that's crazy. Oh, yeah, because I was like yeah. thinking in the scope of like concerts, how much is a lot? You know, yeah. like insane yeah. amount. Yeah, if it's more than Super Bowl, that it's like yeah. that's unbelievable. But that was just Arizona. You cannot deny like and that's only one place. Like, yeah, first show. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Quick, quick shot to Paramore because they opened for her. In oh my god, I love Paramore. Yeah, me too. Me too. I love Paramore. That's not even that's like an opening act. That's like two concerts. No, that's yeah because like how is Paramore an opening? Right, 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 right. What was okay. that one song? God damn still it. into you. Yeah. No, of course. I'm still into you. No, the. God damn. Okay. It. <laughs> no, um, it's so good, you guys. It's still. Uh, uh, it's blanking. I know the song. I hear it all the time. Um, it's like when she's like. <laughs> Guys, no, Martin. You um, guys are not gonna okay. shame me. No, live we're gonna get like into this. the set list. The thought will come later. We're gonna keep. Yeah, the ball we're gonna rolling. get into the set list. Um, do you want to say every single title, or we can just brief it as you know? Because there's most four of them. There well, are so there's many. There's 44 songs. songs. Oh, Ladies, let's just take a look at the set list. What are your favorites, and is there any songs from Taylor that you're gonna tell her to include in the upcoming tour dates to come? I just want to say that I think this 44 songs you're getting a lot yeah hon. um but my favorite how do we get here <laughs> I don't remember that when one when I used to know you nope, that's okay <laughs> next y'all know all next the baddies color. on TikTok know this song and yeah period my favorite songs from the set list include um obviously Fearless You Belong With Me okay. I'm so mad that you I can't see that in person me. that was literally my first introduction to Taylor Swift like period so like oh, still me able, too still being able to listen to it now and relate to it and like just like love it oh as God. much as I want you to know it. what I relate to love story guys I don't relate to it because I don't have that in my life but like I relate to it because I relate to the mindset that makes you feel like that right okay yeah. she's so real for that you know what I'm How saying do you, which ones do you guys like it's the best? so like Romeo and Juliet like um, love core I mean, as far as like the set list, I'm really, um, obviously you already know, I knew your trouble. I'm so happy that mm-hmm. she's performing that. Like, that's the one that was like, okay, like, yeah, like, I really like her. Um, of course, like, we're never getting back together. I feel like she's going to go like crazy on that one. Um, let's see. 
Probably Lavender Haze, too. I feel like that'll be also, nice. Also, the 10-minute version of All Too Well. I know. You're so crazy. I need to see that. No, like, literally. But I'm looking disappointed that she's not performing the actual song Red, though. Because I really mm. like that song. Yeah. But, you know, honestly, the set list itself is pretty solid, It's all the though. bangers. Yeah. Like, yeah. top charts, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What are you excited about? Um, I would say I'd be excited about... Mm, uh, guys, because like you said, I told you I don't really follow Taylor Swift that much. But I would say, I like I said, my I have like a lot of nostalgia for her like mm-hmm. first couple albums. Yeah, and the fact that she used to write them like you know she used to write them herself in her room and all that. Mm-hmm. Like it was just. I don't know. It just related to my my nine eight year old self. Humble used to like beginning. love it. Yeah, Humblebee. And I remember because I was okay. So when the song was released, "You Belong with Me," I was uh, in Ethiopia, and then we didn't have no streaming <laughs> oh. service or whatever. So we had to wait for the songs to play on the radio. <laughs> and if they didn't, you never heard them. Oh my and god! And I didn't. I, I was my mom would not let me buy songs on my iPod. So I would get really really mad because the only time I would hear them is whenever they play in the radio. And I once one time, me and my cousins uh, were sitting in the car waiting for my aunt to buy something and come back, and then you belong with me played on the radio and we all started screaming oh my and gosh, then we were freaking out and we pl- blasted it and we were just like oh like just like going <laughs> crazy and like I, I don't know it was I don't know, I have that core memory so if I got to see that live I feel like it would just bring me back to that time oh, you know memory. yeah well damn I can't follow that oh <laughs> but oh my gosh like Cause I used to be the biggest Taylor Swift hater, y'all. Disclaimer, really? sorry, y'all. Because like I don't know, I feel like honestly, like being in middle school, when not looking back, it was so easy to hate on her. It was a trend. It was yeah, a trend. It was. Yeah. And honestly, mm-hmm. I regret that so much because literally, she's so like such a big part of our childhood. Mm-hmm. And when I think of Taylor Swift, I think of nostalgia. So with that being said, the fact that she's doing you got that James Dean style. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, yes. There's something about that song that just gets my it's body moving. So yes. And I'm sorry, but shake it off. I know it's basic, but like No, I would be excited to see that too. I stay up too late, got nothing in my brain. <laughs> oh my god. And so I'm then, just gonna shake it off. Yes. And like, oh my gosh, I knew you were trouble, all that and whatnot. But for me, mm-hmm. not gonna lie, Midnight's is not my favorite piece of work from Miss Swift. But I do love, love, love Lavender Haze. I love that mm-hmm. fusion of pop. That or she, Karma. Yes, mm-hmm. that she is able to produce and whatnot. But, you know, in terms of things that are missing, y'all don't laugh at me, but I want some teardrops on my guitar. Up yes! in my oh my gosh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, yes. yes. You know, loud for <laughs> I'm, I'm actually part country, <laughs> yeah. by the way. So, mm-hmm. and no, yeah. Speaking of that, mine. Mine. And mean. Someday. I'll be living in a big old city. Literally, come on now. Oh, like, my God. I used to love that song, you guys. I used to hear Injustice when I was shopping Injustice. <laughs> yes. And oh I used God. to love listening to it when I was shopping. I would not do Injustice. No, like, you remember Limited 2, though? Limited oh, 2 was before Justice. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes. That was when she was creating, like, Fearless. And- yes, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. that time. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Oh yeah, my that's my thoughts. Any, any final thoughts on Miss Taylor Swift and her era's tour? Um, icon? Good for you, girl. And she breaking keep it records. Up. Keep it up. Break it, keep it up. Keep, keep breaking those records um, and just slay all day, you know, whatever Martin you got to do. wanted to highlight the fact that she is going to be here as we are recording this tonight and Oh, tomorrow. she will be here in Vegas. Vegas, yes. And she's doing some really incredible stuff like. Okay, so literally, she didn't even publicize this herself, but she's actually made 
um, major and she's going to continue making major uh, contributions to food banks across the nation mm-hmm. throughout her um, era's tour, including here in uh, Las Vegas and Glendale, Arizona, where she had her uh, obviously her first show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's obviously amazing. Uh, and again, she did not even publicize this herself. The media and the press obviously released it. Right. So obviously that's amazing. And just on a personal note, like just like about the tour in general, there's like rapping thoughts. Literally, as I was driving home from class yesterday, I was passing by Allegiant Stadium. and The I line was, for no, merch. The line I, for merch was oh, really? crazy. I didn't even know. I was like, what's happening? Yeah. And I literally saw yeah. the Eras tour. Like, I know. Little, like, I know. Where, yeah. And the line was literally rapping around the around sidewalk. The, yes. And That's I was like, unbelievable. Holy, holy God. <laughs> My God. Like, That's crazy. They literally had to close the line um, oh early yesterday. Wow. And resume it today at noon because the demand, as always, That's for Miss Taylor Swift is just way, way, That's way so too much crazy. for. That's so crazy. Oh wow, um, I'm jealous, kind of you guys. Can you imagine some people I know. doing all that for you? I've been you? listening to her all week and I'm not even going. Oh my <laughs> Anyways. No, um, my God. Could you imagine? That concludes our two That's topics so for episode three. Right. Um, yes. Do you guys want to say anything else? You know, follow us on Instagram at the Click Podcast. Yes. yes. Stay tuned for more content. Yes. Y'all. Content is coming out. Yes. And you're um, going to like fresh. it because you're going to see yeah. us. Yes, yes, you'll be able to see us at some point. But yeah. um, thank you for listening, guys. Yeah, yes, we know you love us in. and you know we're going to be here so you can build your parasocial relationships. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, just stream kidding. Swift, but, you know, yes. All eras. Okay, period. And stream swarm. Yes, go and watch swarm. swarm. Yeah, you guys, I think you guys are going to like it. Bye. Okay, bye, bye y'all. Click, click out. out. The click is click out. out.